What, what's your official rank here with the with the one walk, bud? Uh, youth, uh, JDRF's youth ambassador. Did they give you a sash? To go no, with they don't give me no seems sash. Like they sh- it seems like you should get a sash if you're an ambassador. That should be like a, a requirement for any ambassadorship whatsoever. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> One, two, three. Hey, it's Rock 94.7's Terry Stevens. On Saturday, October 6th, I'm inviting you to join me for the JDRF One Walk. I will tell you what all of those initials stand for, and I'm going to have some help doing that, too. Caleb DeYoung. Hey, man. Welcome to the Rock 94.7 Studios. Thank you. Caleb is the youth ambassador for this year's JDRF One Walk. So, uh, Caleb, uh, you and I have something in common, um, aside from dashing good looks. Yeah. Uh, you are also a type 1 diabetic, yes? Yes, I am. So, um, we're going to talk about your involvement with the JDRF One Walk in a bit, but let's talk about you for a sec. How old were you when you were when you were uh, diagnosed? Um, I was at the age of seven. Seven years old, dude. Yes. And uh, type one, so you uh, on, doing the shots, doing everything right away. Uh, I was testing my blood sugar right away with the help of my parents and taking the syringes and pen shots, and now I'm on the pump and on the CGM. Okay, what, uh, what, so now here's what you're going to hear. If you're not a type 1 diabetic, whenever two type 1 diabetics meet, they talk shop. Because it's, <laughs> it, it's rare, though. You don't run into a whole lot of other T1Ds. And I always, I always call it running into them in the wild. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? that's true. It's usually a more structured thing. It's a one walk or yeah. you know, somebody else waiting in the doctor's office with you or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. so, so we're going to talk shop for a minute. What kind of pump are you rocking? Medtronic. 670G. Ooh, are you doing the closed loop? Yes. They, oh, dude, rad. Very cool, man. Yeah. I'm on the uh, the 6, I think this is the 630. I think I'm on the 630G, and I'm waiting for the, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. Uh, and the Medtronic has some nice stuff. I've been using Medtronic since, oh, God, I had like a Paradigm 525 back. <laughs> yeah, hey, one of them older models. <laughs> you had to like pull a ripcord to start it. It was... <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, I'm shopping around a little bit. There's some really exciting new technology there out is. there. Um, a, a several other closed-loop systems are coming down the pike from, you know, your uh, your, your Dexcoms and your Omnipods and your T-Slims. But, yeah, Medtronic makes some very, very good products, though. They do. Uh, for sure. So, and how's the closed-loop working for you? Um, it's been working pretty good. I have seen my A1C drop um, quite a bit, and it's just easier being a very active kid. Um, and being involved in many things, that is just easier for me to do and easier for my parents. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. The, um, I was blown away when we first were setting up this interview. You're like, oh, yeah, I play football. And I'm so lazy. <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, that's, you know, there's like a, what is it? It's a, it's a three-legged stool with managing type 1 diabetes. It's medication, diet, and exercise. And I got two of those legs. <laughs> and that third one, that whole... Getting up and moving around and sweating. Ugh. All right, so what all sports are you involved in? Uh, football, baseball, and basketball. Okay. How tricky is it for you uh, being in type 1? I'd imagine it, it has to be a little bit easier with the closed loop. How tricky is it for you to manage that while you're you know, in different levels of activity? Uh, each sport's a little different. Uh, like football, um, since, I'm got, since I have the closed loop, I have to... My, me and my trainers, we made this special pad that I can wear my pump as I actually play football. And then I just test um, between each quarters and at halftime, not at the end of the game. And 
since it's a closed loop, it monitors my blood sugar. And if I'm dropping, it'll keep me there. Or if I'm rising, it'll give me more insulin. And then basketball, I just have to make sure that um, I test, take my insulin if I need to, and just stay controlled as I play. And then baseball, I wear it too. Um, just like football and basketball, and it's the same deal. You have to test in between innings if I don't feel good or um, just make sure you are regulated throughout the game. Of those three sports, which one is the trickiest one to maintain your uh, your stuff? Probably football, since would... you're always uh, moving and running around, and then um, it's kind of hard if you get hit. You got to check, make sure your pump's okay. And if, it, <laughs> if that's not okay, then it's like, okay, now I got to come off and redo it. And uh, football would be the trickiest. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, that I would be terrified to wear a pump while I play. Because, I mean, look, I, now, are you still on your parents' insurance? Yeah. Yes. yeah okay, see, so when you're not on your parents' insurance, you got to pay for that stuff out yourself. It, I, I, like, oh, now uh, Caleb's mother is in the studio with us now, and I... I mean, you're a little microphone shy. That's okay. But the sheer look of terror that you must see anytime he takes a hit on the pump side of things. I hope you guys have amazing insurance. That, yeah. that is for sure. That is for sure. You may want, But you got a lot of padding around that. I do. Me and my trainers, uh, we made this special pad that I can wear on either side of my hip because I normally have my pump riding on my uh, belt strap from my uniform. Okay. Right on. Very good. Well, good. I'm, that's cool that your trainers look out for you, man. That's awesome. The um now you so you've had this condition since you were seven. How old are you now then? Uh fifteen. Fifteen. So oh wow, eight years with this. Man. Yes. What's been the most challenging thing for you, uh, managing uh, type one diabetes? Probably testing all the time and having to take my insulin. because um, like well, when those I'm those are the only two things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause like when I'm with my friends or something and they're like, oh, here, here, have this. It's the whole, well, let me test, let me check to how much insulin it is. And it's just the extra process of going and not just putting a pizza slice in your mouth. It's, you got to test, take your insulin and then, then you can shove the pizza in your mouth. Maybe. Yeah. If, if the numbers were. Yes. Up. This is one of the, if you're not a type one diabetic, I, I, I here's the thing. Imagine if you had to do calculus. Every time you wanted to eat something. And then, I mean, with the insulin pump, it's a little bit easier. You dial in your settings or whatever, and fingers crossed everything works out. But, like, like pizza, don't get me wrong. I enjoy pizza. Who the hell doesn't enjoy pizza? But you're looking at a ton of carbohydrates with a ton of fat slathered on top of it, and it takes forever to digest. And I'm pretty sure I've rolled the odometer on my insulin pump trying to just try, trying to deal with a piece of pizza. I mean, that's that's yeah. a level of complication that being a type one diabetic carries with it. You know, it's something, you know, it's something I know. And and the thing is, like, you might if you're listening to this and you're thinking, OK, this kid's playing football. Terry, he goes out and he goes to rock concerts all the time. How bad can type one diabetes be? Well, <laughs> Uh, being athletic and in okay after you're diagnosed you're running around and stuff and you're still trying to dial in things have you had close calls with lows uh yes i have um so my lows happen um after i get done like working out or doing a sport and there's been i think two or three occasions where it was pretty hit or miss that if 911 is gonna have to be called or not wow that's heavy it's gotta be terrifying yeah, there was one night I remember that I was just laying on the couch, and I remember my parents talking to me, and they were like, Caleb, we got to drink this, but I didn't want to drink it. And it was just, 
you have to do it or otherwise there's nothing else you can do. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I've woken up in the hospital, um, largely due to poor decision making on my part. <laughs> we'll get into that. That's a whole other podcast right there. But um, have you had close calls with highs, with high blood sugar? No, not any high blood sugars. Like, I'll have the occasional high, but then, like, it'll come down right away, and I mm. take the insulin, and it'll make my blood sugar come down. But not any dramatic where it was rushed to the uh, emergency room. Good, good. Keep it that way. Keep it. I had my I had an insulin pump malfunction and uh, didn't catch it. I thought, okay, maybe I just ate garbage or whatever, and uh, I came close to DKAing. It was uh, pretty gnarly. So that's the thing. If you're listening and you're like, okay, this kid plays football. Terry goes to rock concerts all the time. How bad can it be? It's um, it can be a difficult condition to manage. You're constantly watching this blood sugar number go up and down, and the only thing that can fix it is insulin. But if you're off a little bit or maybe you exercise a little more than you thought, well, then your insulin becomes your enemy. And it's this delicate balancing act that you get to live for the rest of your freaking life. <laughs> yeah, it is. Does it? And now at 15 years old, you've had this for eight years. I've, oh, geez. How long have I had? How long have I been diabetic? Hang on. DJ doing math. Bear with me. Um, have I really been diabetic for like 30 years now? Yeah. 33 years I've been doing this. Wow. Um, I know, right? Can you? Wow. What, so, can you? Can, does that does that seem weird to you that as things currently stand, that you that you could be doing this for? You haven't even had ten years yet, bro. No, I haven't. Uh, it's just crazy that I could have to do it for forever or for a very very long time. And thirty three years doing it, that seems like a long time. But then I. Like, you probably know, like, after the first couple of years or whatever, it just gets, like, used to it. Like, my dad always said, it's just like changing your underwear and changing your socks. You have yeah. to do it. See, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you do your insulin stuff, yes. and there you go. It, it's one more routine. Um, we touched on this a little bit. It's also a very expensive routine. Mm-hmm. Um, between, as you'll soon discover, once you turn 26 and you get booted off the parent's insurance plan. Do, do you ever have concerns about... Um, insurance is that is that crossed your mind about what that's gonna be like? uh, it has like especially not like the insurance side of it but like when i go to college and i'm not with my parents i'm gonna have to figure out i'm gonna have to have my supplies shipped to my dorm or my apartment and i can't just be like mom i'm running out of sets or mom i need <laughs> test strips it'll be like i have to get on the phone i have to get on the uh, computer and order some more for me even though my parents are still paying for it if they do but i'm gonna have to take the responsibility of shoot i'm running low i have to order more stuff you only have to run out of it once before you get on board with that let me <laughs> tell you that's that is a long uncomfortable wait at the pharmacy <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll catch up soon enough now let's see you've only you you've had it for eight years so you never had to um it's amazing how far the technology has come because yeah. like when i was diagnosed they were still getting insulin from pigs and cows and that's what i took when i first started which i only i don't smell like bacon anymore that was a weird <laughs> side effect i may be making that part up but um it's amazing how far the technology has come and i mean at, at the end of the day with any luck you you may not have to deal with it for 33 years. Yeah. That's why we're walking mm-hmm. um, on October 6th. So tell me about how you came to be involved with the JDRF and, and becoming the youth ambassador. Um, well, I became involved with JDRF. I think it was, yeah, it was my first year um, with diabetes. And it was something at the doctor's office on like the second or third visit. 
and my parents picked up the pamphlet and we went and we saw all of these groups of people and then one of their significant others with diabetes and they were forming groups of 30 20 to 30 plus people with these groups that are walking for this one person and it was just my family so we thought that was really cool and we're like maybe next year we should do that and have a bunch of people come and walk with us to have an actual group name Mm -hmm. and then um, I have always wanted to be the youth ambassador just to show people. And I think being older, it'll help the older kids and the parents with the younger kids that are looking forward or seeing forward of what my parents do and what I do being older with my diabetes. And then also helping them see how I manage and deal with it when they are being younger. And then the older kids just, if they got recently diagnosed, they still can do what a teenager does at this age and still manage with it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, um, I, I don't know about you. I, I refuse to call it a disability. Don't get me wrong. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Or wherever else you're, you know, jabbing yourself with insulin shots or your pump insertion site or whatever. It, it, but I, it, it hasn't stopped me from doing anything. No. That I want to do. No. And it hasn't stopped me from doing anything. I think that's the hardest part that people need to understand is that you don't need to be held back by this and you can do whatever you want to do. It's just, there's going to be extra steps and extra processes that you need to do. Absolutely. With that said, I mean, there are certainly complications with it. Um, without good control, a diabetic can be more susceptible to certain health problems. Yes. And if you work somewhere and you're looking at your insurance premiums and going, why does this get more expensive every year? Well, you might be working with some diabetics and we're kind of expensive to take care of. So really, it's in your best interest, too, to support the search for a cure. So yeah. you stop jacking up your premiums. Here's the thing, man. It's um, again, you play football, basketball, baseball. I go to rock and roll shows and stuff. Um, it, it's a uh, it, it doesn't look debilitating, but it is absolutely a ridiculously expensive disease. Somehow, even though the formula for insulin hasn't changed that drastically over the last few years, somehow the price seems to keep going up. Yeah. Not quite sure how the math works on that. Not that I'm bitter or anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, th- there's that. There are the complications. There's the expense of it. There's the fact that without insurance, uh, type 1 diabetics kind of screwed. Yes. That's, why, that's why we're so gung-ho and looking for a cure. And personally, look, if I don't get the cure... I can deal with that. I've been dealing with this for 33 years. I'll be fine, but I'd rather not see another little kid like you were seven years or eight years ago going to the doctor's office with your mom and having to hear those words. Yeah. That's a tough thing for a parent to hear, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So here's the deal. You go to rock947.com. You can, uh, there's links and stuff that you can click to become part of the JDRF1 walk. You can even join other people's teams. If you can't make it on Saturday, October 6th, you can join other teams. You guys have a team this year? Uh, yeah, it's called Caleb's Crazy Crusaders. It's been uh, my team name since I started. Caleb's Crazy Crusaders or C Cubed? C Cubed. Yeah. C Cubed, if you're cool. Absolutely. Yeah. There we, hey, DJs do know math after all. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so you can join uh, Caleb's Crazy Crusaders. You can also join Team Scary and, uh, you know, do that too. We're not competing or anything, man. Yeah. All the money goes to the same thing. And uh, for the JDRF, that is one of the most highly rated charities in the world. When you look them up on Charity Raider or whatever you use, like a billion percent of the money goes to finding a cure. It's not about raising awareness, okay? We're, trust me, 
Caleb and I and his mother and all my family, we're very aware of type 1 diabetes. It's mm-hmm. very much a thing. Yeah. This is about research and finding a cure. The technology gets better every year. I used to take pig insulin. Now I take super DNA stuff, and I have a machine that delivers it to me. Yes. That's pretty rad. It's like being part robot. It is. <laughs> it's pretty right. cool. There you go. So, uh, Caleb, you walked in here with a broken arm. That's not the end of the football season for it for you, is it? Uh, I hope not. All I right. should be out there soon. Take care of yourself. Get rehabbed. Go Blue Jays. Yes, go Blue Jays. There you go. Caleb, thank you for stopping in. We'll see you at the one walk on October 6th. Bye. Thank you.